0: Are you crazy? Ow. Yeah, I'm crazy! What made you think I was safe? All right, everyone. This is Tim on Online Big Blue. bringing you the best of the New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. Am I crazy? I must be. Because not only do I do a live stream, then I jump back on the mic and I do another video. Why? Because that's how much I love the New York Giants. That's how much I love everyone that follows this channel. And... That's just the way it is. We got a lot to talk about today. We got to talk about Darius Slayton restructuring his contract. We got to talk about the Leonard Williams contract situation and what it really means. Um, we want to talk about Kayvon Thibodeau, who was not dwelling on the controversial hit, and he's a long shot for week one. You could talk about it being a controversial hit all you want. It was legal. It's not controversial. Chop box happened at least five, six times a game. It was legal. You need to learn as an NFL player how to avoid it, how to get around, or get how to get around it. And he's going to learn that. He just learned the hard way. And you know what? He's he's he. Am I going to sit there and am I going to uh, be upset that he is not going to be there against the Titans? Of course I am. If Kayvon can't play, but you know what? One game is not a career. One game is not a ten-year career. It's one game in the grand scheme of things. And we're playing long ball. And we're playing long ball with the Giants right now. And if you look at the Leonard Williams contracts decision, Shane had been protecting that con that, that cap space. Like I've said it before, like it was his, his, his firstborn child. He was trying to keep that 2023 cap space to a minimum because of the fact that he knew he was going to have to rebuild this team at a time. So he was reluctant to push the money. So what do the Giants have to do to get under the cap? So Leonard's new cap number after the restructure is 15.3 instead of 27.3. His cap number now for 2023 is 32.2 instead of 26.3. And now, even though we added on a voidable dead year and his contract, it's six million dollars cap number in 2024, even though there really is no contract because it's a voidable year. So we not only did we extend the $6 million into 2023. We and added an additional 26 in the 2024, even though the contract will be voided. Yikes. It's a situation that you look at is, is a deal that had to be done. We went from 5 million over the cap, uh, to about 6.7 under the cap. Um, I always thought that Dory Jackson was going to be another guy they're going to they were going to go after, but why? If you have six million dollars in operational cap space, it's not a huge number, but it's not a bad number. So I would not be restructuring our future whatsoever right now for the likes of Dory Jackson and Leonard Williams, unless you have to go out and sign of a player to, due to injury. But like I said, that is a big number to care. This Leonard Williams contract is going to haunt us for, for at least 2023. I've said it before. I hated the signing. There are too many people out there now who are saying they hated the signing, even though if you go back and listen to what they say, look what they posted on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, how much they love the signing. But now everyone is the official gym of the giants and how much they hated the signing, how much it ruined the franchise. <laughs> really? Cause that's not what you were saying when he signed the contract. Uh, also Darius Slayton has taken a pay cut to stay here with the Giants, they dropped the his salary from a $2.5 million to around the league minimum of six. Excuse me, $960,000. Um, that's going to save the Giants an additional $1.6 million in cap space. He can earn back some of that money through some playing incentives. He was excused from practice on Tuesday. Uh, and that's kind of people thought he was getting cut, but it was more of an indication that they were going to rework the deal and he's not getting cut. Now Slayton, of course, in three years has 124 catches, 1,830 yards, 13 touchdowns coming off a down campaign. But honestly, if you take a look at that, all the giant wide receivers are coming off on a down campaign and we're not going to go through this because we did a whole video on it that. His tar- his playing time went down exponentially. Darius Slayton, that is. His targets went down exponentially, so his stats are going to go down exponentially, and that's what a lot of people don't seem to understand. He played in 13 games last year, and he's only started five. So if you take a look at that, and if you take a look at, and I said we weren't going to do this, but evidently we are going to do this. If you go back and you take a look at a snap count, 19, 700 plays, which were, uh, where, where was it was? 700 plays, which was 75% of a snap count. Uh, 2020, he had played in 877, which was 87%. In 2021, he played in 536, which is only 64% of the total snaps. So yes, if your snap count goes down, So does your production. His targets went from 84 and 96 to 58. Once again, if your targets go down... So does your production now people also point out that his catch his his catch percentage went from 57 to 52 to 44.8 I blame that a lot on poor ball a poor ball placement We've talked about this you throw your wide receivers open you create a window and accuracy It does not just have a It does not just have a percentage number attached to it Accuracy also equates to proper ball placement and you had some core bad quarterbacks the last six seven games of the season So of course his stats are going to to go down so everyone's stats went down, including Daniel Jones's. But the only person to blame is Darius Slayton. Does anyone see the lunacy in that? And I've told people a million times before the start of training camp: the Giants were not going to get rid of Darius Slayton, they were not moving on from Darius. Why? Because who is your other true number one outside wide receiver? Are you going to say Kadarius Tony? Are you comfortable staying Kadarius Tony? I'd rather have the 6'1", 190-pound wide receiver on the as my second guy on the left side alongside of Kenny G. I'd rather have that guy who is a professional, who has shown with back 700-yard seasons, back-to-back, back, that he is a guy that can do the job. Will he be a, a John Taylor to a Jerry Rice? No. But he is, he he could be an Ike Hilliard. You know, he could be a Lionel, he could be a Lionel Manuel. Hell, he could be an Ernest Gray. But you know what? He is a quality NFL outside receiver who can block. And if you watch a lot of the films, and I'm not picking on Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones missed him wide open on at least six occasions that I can think of. During the season that he was clearly wide open and there was a hesitation that for some reason he did not throw the ball. And I don't want to hear the crap that the, that the coaches told him, don't throw the ball. if The man is open because <laughs> that is the stupidest comment that I think I've ever heard. And I've seen that quite a bit recently. Well, they told they told him not to throw the ball. And it's funny because James Williams brought it up to me yesterday as well. I was like, I, I was like I'm i glad I didn't hear that comment because I probably would have lost my mind. Kayvon Thibodeau, of course, is not dwelling on not being able to potentially play in week one. Uh, people are still calling it a controversial hit. It's not a controversial hit. It was a legal hit. Chop blocks, we've mentioned it before, happened at least five, six times a game. He will learn how to get around that and how to avoid it as he matures in his NFL career. He goes, I try not to think about the passes, Thibodeau, adding he spoke with Moss after Afterwards, I'm not really worried about it. We're trying to move forward, trying to get better. Make sure you play with good technique. It's football, 100% injury rate. That's, that's the best way to say it. I, gi- I give all the kudos and all the cro- and all the props to Kayvon Thibodeau because listen to that comment that I'm not worried about it. We're trying to move forward, trying to get better. Make sure you play with good technique. It's football. Technique avoids that issue. He didn't suffer a tornado. It would have been catastrophic if he did, but technique avoids that issue. And he will learn that technique will get him through the day. He will learn that. And he will. And I know he will. I find it interesting, though, I was looking at the depth chart. Austin Calitro, whose last start was 2019, is going to start next to Tay Crowder in the base defense filling in for Blake Martinez. <laughs> I didn't know Calitro has not started a game since 19. I'm thinking it's 2022, but don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. We have Tate Crowder and Austin Calitro as our second level defense against Derrick Henry. <laughs> We're okay. We're going to have that video coming up again. We, we, we have part two coming up of anatomy of an upset last uh, couple days ago. We did the giants uh, defense against the offense of the Tennessee Titans. And we called it a push. And I, like I said, I mentioned before, this is going to be one of the first times, well, one of the few times I think, that the Giants secondary. May have an opportunity to create a mismatch at times against the second, excuse me the wide receiver core of the Titans, because like I mentioned before, you got Robert Woods coming in who is years removed from his two thousand yard seasons with the Rams. You got the rookie who is a burner, which scares me going up against Aaron Robinson. You, you know, you have you have the tight you have the tight end coming over who came over from Cleveland, whose name escapes me at the exact moment right now. Uh, we talked about him yesterday as well. Austin Hooper. Um, So I mean, I mean, it's the Giants' secondary could potentially have not a mismatch, but a push in reference to talent. Uh, The biggest concern, of course, is going to be Derrick Henry getting into the second level. The other different, the other issue is going to be can our front four you know, hold up against a Titans offensive line, which is not really highly rated. We talked about it yesterday about how the Titans had designated the most amount of money for their salary cap on their offensive line last year, and still gave up 47 sacks to Ryan Tannehill. So they've moved on from a lot of those guys. So they brought in new talent, but like I said, I don't know if the talent's going to gel. So the Giants even, and hopefully Aziz Ojolari can play. Cause you know, there could be a potential against that offensive line as well. That's why I'm calling the matchup a push. Now, the defense against the Titan defense against the Giants offense, that's going to be a horse of a different color, but we're going to talk about that later. And again, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue bringing you the best in New York Giants Sports talking Entertainment. And as always, if you could like, if you subscribe, if you're bell, you can ring that by thing in the means, that'd be awesome.